Welcome to another edition of 21ism, and I have the pleasure of mining our meme block this month. And we have none other than Icy Offender, the man behind the Popcat meme and many other really popular memes out there. First of all, welcome to the show. It's good to be here, man. Uh, it's, a, it's a joy. It's been a busy week, right? What an absolutely massive week. Amazing. Craziness, crazy. I don't, I don't want to date this this episode already, right? But it's been such a big week that I think it's it's worth touching on. We've had some some major milestones, right? Both both in the world of Bitcoin, in the meme world as well. Tell us how it's gone from from your perspective. There's like three big things I think that that we could touch on here. Let's talk about the NGU and us hitting a major milestone. Oh, the one trillion, right? One trillion. Yeah, man, it's craziness. I, I remember times when we were talking about one billion and we were like, whoa, what the fuck is this? So, so cool. And now we're like in one trillion, which is, it's unbelievable, man. And, and I think it's just the start. Like the FOMO is real and uh, we're going we're gonna to blast off from here. Yeah, a billion was quite a few zeros ago, right? <laughs> and, and, you, and you were there for it. Oh gee, we'll talk about that. So yeah, yeah, I mean it was it was massive, you know, hit hitting a trillion. So much monetary energy piling into this space now. It certainly raised a lot of attention, but possibly not as much as the meme craftsmanship that <laughs> has enjoyed center stage as well. Tell us what's happened on that front. Laser eyes, man. Laser eyes happened. Laser fucking eyes happened. It's fucking it's it's an amazing campaign started by Salesforce. Uh, when he was bored, and uh, it went viral, man, like a fucking virus, like like Bitcoin does, like yeah. it spread all over uh, the social media, rich mainstream media. The richest man in the world put laser eyes in his army, like it's crazy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. we reached what Congress and Senate, <laughs> yeah, Congressman <laughs> Senate. Yeah, man. Like political figures uh, playing with uh, uh, the memes that we that we started with, like it's amazing. Have you ever what seen is- anything take off like this? I mean, you, you've been around the block, right? There's been some amazing things that have happened in the space. Uh, you know, notably the the Lightning I, Trust I, I, chain, which Hodlernot started a couple of years back. That that was a great moment. Yeah, the the Hodlernot uh, moment uh, also was uh, in the Lightning Network and the Torch thing. It was also uh, pretty good, but I, I I really don't think that uh, something has reached that level. But th- yes, yeah, two days ago uh, we reached with a laser ray for two hundred k. Like it's crazy. It was something that the boys planned out and and sat on for a while because it was going to be pumped out at fifty k, right? 
And Greggy went went first because he was the one who was awake when we reached 50k. Although there's some debate, right, on whether whether we had touched it. But he, yeah, he launched I, I, it. As I understand it, because I, I came uh, late in the party in that group chat, uh, the plan was uh, everybody t- uh, blast that um, that those Javis like uh, when we pass 50k and he was the only one awake apparently. So, and yeah. he even jumped the gun a little bit, I think. But uh, okay, it doesn't matter that much. <laughs> Uh, what matters is that kind of uh, solidarity between the, the guys that they only have uh, something in common, which is Bitcoin, and their love to meme about it. And uh, that's that's amazing. Yeah, it was really cool seeing it all play out. But, I mean, you're, you're used to seeing things going viral, right? What was the first meme that took off for you? Because you've, you've put some smashes out there. You know, and you're, you're getting so much attention as well at the moment. You know, Max and Stacey are giving you loads of love on their show. Yeah, they're, they're great people. Max and uh, Max and Stacey have a great uh, podcast. I was listening to them back in uh, maybe 2009, 2010. I wasn't a Bitcoin then, uh, of course. Uh, but uh, I think uh, they were not either, but they were one of the first persons that... Uh, showed me the way that uh, how corrupt the system is because uh, f- for uh, who doesn't know it, I'm from Greece, so we had austerity here and I was trying to figure out what the hell was happening with my country. So Max and Stacy was uh, from the first people, uh, the few people that uh, showed me the way that uh, towards the end uh, I reached uh, to Bitcoin. So uh, I'm really great, grateful for them. And uh, yeah, the, 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 that's about it. About vi- viral tweets, I don't know. The Bonko Cat is a, is a classic, I think. Now uh, going to space, uh, I have I have I have made a bunch of memes uh, with a pop cut, the Bitcoin pop cut that uh, people seem to love, and uh, many more. Like uh, one of my favorites is one of the earliest I did, the Hodlers of Bitcoin. Yeah, uh, I think. Uh, that feeling in that uh, in that in that meme vid is like uh, it's what what represents represents me more, and I and I put a lot of uh, a lot of work uh, to that meme. Like two weeks, I took a break from Twitter because I I didn't feel I wasn't feeling the whole thing for the, for some reason. And that meme uh, after two weeks making it uh, brought me back. And for 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 whatever for whoever doesn't know, I make all my memes in my city Android phone. So, <laughs> <laughs> so you spent two weeks sitting with your thumbs glued to your phone, carving out the hotless Bitcoin meme. Man, that's commitment. I was, I was getting drunk and making city one city meme for two weeks. That's right. That is a quality meme. So much fun. And the other major piece of news for you this week is you uh, shooting your shot with Jack Mallers and scoring a home run for you, RD, and uh, and Greggy. Tell us about what happened there. What happened is uh, uh, the, it's like uh, Twitter uh, has its negatives, like uh, it has... Uh, censorship problems now and stuff like that but the it's so easy to connect with people like I saw what Zach was doing and uh, I, I just wanted to work for the guy and I just DM'd him 
I actually spammed his DMs. <laughs> <laughs> so, so in the end, I was like, dude, I want to meme about you. I want to work for you. Like, let's do this. And and he was cool about it. Like, Jack is fucking cool. He answered uh, after, uh, because he's extremely busy after a few days, I think. And he was like, uh, yeah, actually, that's a good idea. Let's do something about it. And uh, a couple of days passed, maybe a week. And then I was... Uh, saying something similar to a thread of his, then Craig Jabin, and then I, I think, tagged uh, RD. So we, we made a team, like, right there in the spot, three guys, three Bitcoin memers, and he did that uh, classic now reply to us, like, uh, yo, just make a group chat, and I'll just hire you now as meme lords or something. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and and uh, I think we're going to have a... Uh, a good run, man. Why did you think about reaching out to, to Zach and, and, and making that offer? Why not, man? Like, uh, the guy is building a, a new system, uh, open system with Lightning Network on top of Bitcoin. Like, back in the day, that's 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 the dream for us. That was the dream for us. Like, streaming money all across the, the globe instantly on Bitcoin with no fees, it's, it's amazing. It's, it's fucking amazing. What the guy is building is uh, groundbreaking. It's got the makings of a unicorn, right? And, and listening to Sailor's interview with Ross Stevens, and Ross Stevens talked about Strike and how disruptive it's going to be uh, you know, across the payment sector and, and, and other kind of associated sectors. And it just, you know, Jack is so damn passionate, right? He, he okay. wears his heart on his sleeve. He's got absolutely tons and tons of energy. And he's obviously really busy. You know, you don't see him much on Twitter, right? Because he's carving, yeah. he's carving out, you know, grafting away, building this thing. So for you to, to get his attention, close the deal and get an opportunity for you and two mean mates to be essentially, you know, the unconventional marketing department. <laughs> <laughs> of, uh, of this growing, tiny but potentially world-changing business is incredible. And he loves doing things differently, right? It's, it's almost sort of one middle finger up at the, the established order, the, the existing system, saying, well, I appreciate that there's ad agencies and marketing agencies. I think he said himself that he has these guys knocking on his door every day. But he doesn't want that. He, want, he sees how things are changing, and do you think that's been proven out this week? Oh, yeah. He totally embraced the, the laser ray thing. And uh, uh, I think um, even uh, we did the, like, uh, we, we, me and the guys uh, planned something uh, uh, like uh, for our tags. When we're making the memes, we put the strike uh, logo uh, in the back of our tags. So, yeah. Um, without uh, he, his his uh, plan worked to hire us. Like I think right. his uh, his logo now is in Newsweek or something. Yeah. Without him spending uh, the amount of money he would spend in spend spending a campaign agencies and stuff like that. So that, uh, yeah, it was perfect timing. You're you yeah. reaching out to him and then him saying, "Yeah, let's do it." And you guys, you know, firing up your meme machines and, and, and getting, you know, having the foresight to put his logo in there while you're kind of still thrashing this out. Exactly. Um, how, I don't know how much you would need to spend to create a viral campaign like that 
and you know have the logo like you say it was in slate magazine it was in newsweek it was in forbes you know all three of you guys got got mentions one way or the other you know american hoddle got a mention as well for reaching out to cynthia loomis i think in slate so you know greggy did because he said look cynthia loomis's eyes are lasers are boss eyed let's fix it and so he got a mention and the stripe logo is in there and, 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 you know, all this, again, is being associated with, with senior people in government. And just to be fair to the plebs, uh, uh, Strike wasn't the mastermind of the campaign. Uh, all we're saying is that they embrace that kind of shit. Like, yeah. they embrace that. That's what I'm saying. Absolutely, yeah. So, have you guys spoken? Have you, uh, have you had any meetings yet? Or have you started planning things out? Or is it still discussion stage? We're starting to, we're starting to, uh, like we're trying to find a good uh, uh, system to communicate because uh, those guys are extremely, extremely busy. Jack is extremely busy. Dylan is extremely busy. And uh, we, we're trying to communicate, to communicate also with uh, the strike account on Twitter to maybe make it a little bit more uh, active. And uh, we set up already a Telegram in, uh, it's called uh, Strike to Me Valhalla, where uh, everybody can come and uh, we make memes there, we laugh, we have fun. And I think uh, we have a meeting tomorrow. And uh, I think, um, yeah, the, the, this uh, this train, this rocket is ready to launch, man. I think uh, a lot of uh, good material will uh, definitely be, be reproduced uh, from there. What do Greg and RD think of it? We have a, like a pre- private little telegram thing and we la- we make uh, each other laugh making memes, man. <laughs> it's, it's awesome. So you're obviously doing some meme stuff. Is, is this something that you do on the side? Are you, you know, do, do you work? Is it, is it just a you know, passion thing or are you, are you thinking that this could be come, you know, like a full-time endeavor for you now, especially with, um, with, with, with this alignment with Strike? Uh, I, I do have a day job. Uh, even though I got in the space 2013, I, I was an investor in Mar- Max uh, Carpelli's uh, private fund in Empty Cox. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> and uh, so I'm still a pleb. Uh, memeing is, uh, I don't know, I started memeing like for like a hobby. Uh, it was uh, the most immediate way for me to convey what I think about Bitcoin. And uh, it's like uh, doing creative yoga for me. Like uh, <laughs> it's, it's very pleasing to me. So what happens next? I, I really don't know. I hope uh, things uh, uh, escalate uh, in a good way with strike and I do this like a full-time job that would be fucking awesome I've not actually personally spoken to anybody yet who who was goxed do you want to talk a bit about your experience there sure man first of all it sucks and it continues to suck because I'm all in those reddit groups that they speak about the all the plans that those guys are making and the Japanese government, and it's a never-ending story. Like, uh, just give me a part of my Bitcoins and I'll be happy. But 
Uh, what what is it to say, man? Like, don't trust anybody with your uh, private keys. Like, that was a hard lesson to learn. Uh, I think uh, people uh, still don't get it, and uh, they trust uh, uh, whatever company is popular out there. Um, also, it bring it brought some uh, some uh, feelings of um, being very cautious with. Uh, big uh, public figures in Bitcoin, like ambassadors. Back then, for whoever doesn't know, know it, like I basically trusted Roger Ver, saying that empty Gox is good to all of us. And uh, yeah, that's, uh, that's uh, something to think about. Like Bitcoin Jesus become, becomes very quickly Bitcoin Judas in this space. Yeah. And well, it's all about the, the plebs, man. Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, his, his, his reputation, you know, his, his, his name is his nickname that the community, I think, gave him is Bitcoin Jesus. Did he give it himself or did the community give it to him? The community, we, we gave it to him. Yeah. Like back then he was Michael Saylor, a thousand percent. Like he was uh, the rock star of the Bitcoin space. And uh, slowly he showed his, uh, his true colors. Yeah. So he was obviously notoriously supporting Kapolis, wasn't he, and, and Mount Gox and saying that um, it, there, there weren't any issues with, with the solvency. Is that right? Yeah, exactly. Back in those days, uh, for a few weeks, uh, we were like wondering why some uh, withdrawals were uh, held back and uh, what is going on with empty gogs there were rumors and stuff like that so uh i think uh, if i remember correctly he actually went to the headquarters in uh, japan and then he made an interview i think there's uh, still footage of it of him saying that empty gogs is empty gogs is just fine everything is fine so we all believed him and uh, of course uh, nothing was fine uh, empty Gox was com- pretty, pretty much completely empty, and he was covering. I don't know why. I don't know. I don't know if he was covering or not, or I don't know what he why he said that. But I, I, I do. I should. I should uh, believe him. Like I, I did believe him. That, that's was that was my mistake. There were rumors that, or there were problems. There were reports of problems coming out from Mount Gox at the time, and. And I guess you, you could tune into into bulletin board notice boards back then, right? Um, and I mean, Bitcoin Twitter wasn't wasn't anywhere near as big um, a thing back then, or possibly even a thing, right? You're probably the, were on, on Bitcoin Twitter. Yeah, back then it wasn't Bitcoin Twitter. It was uh, as we hate to call it now, crypto Twitter. Like we were uh, kind of. All, all in a bunch in a, like we were the crazy ones <laughs> it doesn't matter what we were like uh, the most majority of course was were bitcoin because that was uh, like i think empty gox was like uh, 80 to 90 percent of the of the trade volume and uh, it only had the bitcoin and um, what was it no litecoin never got in that was a joke i think it was bitcoin <laughs> I mean, that, that's so. So, at what point did you have that real oh shit moment? Do you remember? Yeah, the sign guy. When I saw the sign guy, that he went there and he said, uh, Empty gox, where are, where are my coins or something? When I saw that that guy 
Uh, I think he was Australian or something, uh, outside the headquarters, the offices of MD Gox. And uh, right uh, day after, I think, I read uh, the news that uh, Carpillis apparently spent, when he, he already knew that he had problems, he already spent like uh, a huge amount of money to make like a cafe, cafe bar thing on top of the, that building of empty gogs. Like crazy stuff. Uh, I was like, oh shit, those guys don't know what they're doing. They don't know security. They have built the biggest uh, exchange site for Bitcoin on top of uh, magical, ma- magical trading cards or whatever it was. They, I think the engine was uh, uh, bought uh, from that kind of site. And uh, yeah, I, I was like, oh shit, I lost. I, I think those uh, Bitcoins are lost. Is there a chance that you're going to get any of it back? I think the plan is uh, we should get like uh, maybe 20% back with all the Bitcoin that was uh, apparently after a few months found. And uh, yeah, I I don't know what is going to happen with the stolen Bitcoin uh, from that Russian guy that uh, uh, we caught here actually in Greece that uh, was uh, managing BTCE. I don't know with what with that coins what will happen, but I think uh, that's uh, that's that's going to be in the uh, legal uh, system for a while. So, so after you had your oh shit moment, how did that affect your outlook on Bitcoin as a whole? Because you're you're, you're obviously back in it now, very much so, and have been. You know, you're you're an active part of the the Bitcoin community and the culture. How did that turn around? happen you know or, or, or was it did you just brush it off um, no or was there a, a period where you had some dark moments there and and wondered whether this was, yes, yes. This was worth bothering with tell us what what went through your mind depression <laughs> i started drinking or something uh sorry for my laugh that's my only coping mechanism uh yeah it was rough because uh, uh, I already started uh, in a fucked up situation here in Greece. Like uh, there weren't jobs, uh, people were committing suicide and because they, they, they owe everything and stuff like that. So stacking such back then was extremely hard for me. Mm-hmm. And uh, then I, I kind of lost it all, kind not all, not everything, but most of it. But uh, slowly, uh, I got involved with communities again. Back then in Facebook, I was like a moderator for a group. I started reading news again. Um, the price helped. Uh, I started uh, stacking sats again. So slowly, uh, I got in again. Like um, uh, Bitcoin, as we love to say it, like... Uh, it's 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 a rabbit hole, man. Like uh, it's a mirror. It uh, shows yourself what mistakes you did and how you're gonna solve it. And I think uh, that helped. And uh, of course, the sense of your community that we slowly built around Bitcoin that helped a lot. Like I I met amazing people, even even fucking seed coiners. I have a few, a few friends that are seed coiners in the in the Digens community. Mm-hmm. They embraced me. So um, yeah. Slowly, slowly, but uh, surely I got up again. So your your Bitcoin origin story then, um, 
Uh, it's awesome that, that you, you picked yourself back up, man, because, you know, that, that you know, ca- catastrophic financial losses can obviously have really profound consequences and effects on, on people's, you know, psychology, state of mind. So kudos to you for bouncing back. I'm certain that there there would have been a, a heck of a lot of people who would have washed their hands of the space because, you know, that it would just be, I think, human nature uh, for for something so bad to happen that you just say, forget it. I, you know, I, my, I myself, actually, back in 2013, I tried to set up my own full node. I, I, I heard a, an interview with, uh, I think it was Max from Bit by Bit and Bitcoin Q&A. And Bitcoin Q&A said, said to Max, you know, nobody goes from being like a complete noob at this to setting up their full, you know, Bitcoin full node on day one. And that was me. Right, <laughs> I, I did do that because everything I was researching. I, I'm, you know, I, I'm not a techie, and uh, uh, but I, I like tinkering around. You know, certain things that you know from a technology perspective interest me, and that was one of the things that pulled me in into the Bitcoin sphere. But I, I tried to set up my own full node and and had an issue with my network provider. And after two weeks of my internet provider clamping my traffic as I was uh, trying to download the ledger. They had they they just devastated my traffic right. They clamped me down to something like twenty four kilobits a second. So it was cool. it was going nowhere. I couldn't do anything online. I had to go and use internet cafes to get work done. And it just it put me off. You know, it took me nine months to get um, my coins back. <laughs> and yeah. uh, and and you know, by that point, it had gone from thirty dollars to nine hundred. And I'm like, holy shit. I need to actually pay attention to this thing again. <laughs> but, you know, it, it, it really, it, it can put you off. You know, big, big experiences like that can, can have a, a big effect. So kudos to you for bouncing back, man. Thanks. Uh, again, uh, I don't know if, if you, if you kind of get uh, Bitcoin, it's like in the back of your mind, like uh, it doesn't let you <laughs> abandon it, leave it like... <laughs> I was like, okay, but there's something there. I have to get back in. So I started uh, buying uh, whatever I could afford in the end of the month. Uh, I was putting in Bitcoin like a piggy bag, and uh, I kept doing that for years, all the bear market, until uh, 2017, I think. I was I was buying every month. What gave you the the vision? You know, how 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 did you get your head around Bitcoin? back in those early days? And how did you have the vision to, you know, kind of stack sats before that became a meme in itself? What do you think, you know, helped you understand it and, and see it? You mentioned that Max and Stacey obviously commented on what was happening in your home country uh, in yeah. Greece back in 2010, 2000, yeah, 2009, 2010. When did, when did your, your understanding of problems that were happening when did that sort of collide with with Bitcoin for you, and and when did the light bulb moment happen? Uh, it, it 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 must be the Cyprus thing, the Cyprus thing, the the bailing that they did. Yeah, because Cyprus is a, is basically a country very close to Greece. They're very, basically we call them Greek Cypriots, and uh, we were getting all the news. And after after that, of course, uh, capital controls we had them here too. And uh, I, but I think the Cyprus thing really made me made me click. Uh, oh, right! In Bitcoin, they can't do that. That's like fucking huge. Mm-hmm. 
And um, and of course, then I started uh, watching, I don't know, Adonopoulos videos and uh, whatever I could find. And uh, the early uh, educators back then that uh, made it uh, very clear or that, uh, oh, that's that's a huge weapon for us. And, uh, and I also think buying and holding Bitcoin is like the greatest political statement you can or you are allowed to make. Like, uh, it is also a political statement for me. Like, there's an ideology behind it that uh, I'm down for. What was your first encounter with, with Bitcoin? Okay, my first encounter is uh, I was in an anarchist forum or something back in 2010, maybe. And uh, those guys were inside, outside there were uh, talking about Bitcoin. And I was like, uh, oh, okay, that's, that sounds cool. And, uh, but I didn't uh, pay them more, more attention. And then uh, two, uh, three, three years passed and uh, I, saw it, I saw it again uh, somewhere in, uh, what was that uh, big article that happened then? I don't remember it now. Anyway, I think I saw it somewhere in uh, in the internet again, searching, and uh, that made me look it closer. And uh, I was already in that path, looking something alternative to the banking system, due to the situation here. So that led me to Bitcoin. So it was it was the the threat of of governments being able to do bail-ins opened your eyes, but but then it was it you know com, com, coming across the concept in these these forums that you were part of and there were other like-minded people who were looking for, you know, at, at more broadly at, at how to reduce some of the, the state's power and influence on, on their lives because it had had such profound consequences on their lives in Greece at that time, right? Yeah, exactly. There were forums uh, talking about uh, how you can be more, uh, have a sovereignty, have more sovereignty, how you can, uh, how the state is uh, basically violence, and uh, how the whole system is rigged against you and basically how money equals debt in this system. So uh, what's a better uh, system that uh, now exists? And some guy posted, oh, there's Bitcoin. It's like a decentralized, uh, uh, based on Austrian economics and everything. So uh, check it out. And uh, of course, like an idiot, I, I didn't buy right there and there. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Three years must must pass for everybody to buy it. <laughs> I guess. Yeah, yeah. It takes a while for our perceptions to change, right? Mm-hmm. Our understanding. It's it's kind of awe inspiring to think back to to the guys who could see what this meant, what it represented back then. Because we're at a trillion dollar market cap asset today, with you know lots of infrastructure built out across so many different aspects of Bitcoin, cool new technology developments like Lightning, etc. Back then, it was it was tiny, right? The, the, it, it was it was it was so bold, almost like hubristic and, and arrogant to think it could ever reach the the heights that it's got to. We surely we we surely was uh, back then uh, the crazy ones, but I have to point out that I'm not a genius. So I'm a product of my environment. If I was uh, having great life uh, with no austerity, I don't know, in, an, in another country, I might not have uh, had that experiment, experience that 
my path would be maybe it would be completely different not completely different but it would took me like more years to understand bitcoin right so i had to go whatever i had uh, whatever i le- i lived through so yeah that's why i think i i found bitcoin th- that early yeah yeah they say necessity is the mother of all invention right yeah exactly and if 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 the system isn't isn't a problem for you if it's not broken then there's no need to fix it and seek out alternatives yeah. and it's it's interesting um i was aware of the, the cypress bailing um when it happened and yeah, I mean, it's it was terrible, right? If if anyone who had what over one hundred and fifty thousand euros in the bank at that time, the government kind of came in overnight and, and took you know, double digit amount percentage, right? And I, I want to point out, as I po- I like to point out that uh, Bitcoin is all about community. I also want to point out that austerity uh, for the guys that are listening is not just a word that you hear in the news. Austerity means that your neighbor. Is committing suicide because uh, he lost everything. Austerity means that uh, people are going to churches because uh, that's the only place they can find food out of nowhere. Normal, everyday people that had jobs, they were living life good. The sun was shining here and all of a sudden, everything stopped. Like it's a form of war. That's why I, I, I want to make it clear it's a form of war you see all your family and friends leaving Greece to find a, a, a better a job city job somewhere else like uh, it sucks man it sucks that's very sobering to be part of that and to see people that you you know you know people in your community who who struggle that badly that that they take their own lives and uh, yet the consequences of things like that alone can have but everybody's struggling for money. Businesses are struggling and people are struggling to put food in their mouths, you know, in the mouths of their families. And for, for, for uh, whoever is listening to this and saying, okay, man, and uh, I will be in this condition and I will, I will go buy Bitcoin. I'm not saying that. I'm saying buy Bitcoin just a little bit yeah. for, for you and your family in case you found yourself in this condition. Mm. In case that happens to you, they can do shit. You have your autonomy. Buy Bitcoin and hold it. That's great advice. People who find themselves in that situation need to have bought Bitcoin before it happens, right? Yeah. When austerity hits again and the drawbridge gets pulled up on spending and, and what have you, then and money is so tight that you're struggling to put food in the mouths of your children then you're not going to prioritize buying Bitcoin, even in small amounts, because yeah. your, your basic needs, are, are, you're struggling to, to meet the, the basic needs that you have. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Have the foresight to look down the road and have like a safety, a safety line around your value that you work for all your life. It, it, I, I, I still like... I was the crazy one back then, and now uh, when people I see people like uh, they don't get Bitcoin, I see them as the crazy. Like, really? You don't see the value of Bitcoin now in this kind of world? Really? Like, what the fuck, man? <laughs> There's a detachment oh. from reality, right? They're, yeah. 
you know, like, like I said, it's, if, if your view of the world is not that it is that it isn't broken and you're, you're occupying your time with distractions and bullshit, consumerism and, and, and mindless entertainment, you know, popular culture shite, then there's no need for you to get it. But I suppose that people will be driven into it, maybe not by they're seeing the, the, the business case for it like you might have done. But I think, you know, ultimately one of the, the biggest drivers of people coming into the space is, is NGU, right? I mean, how do you think that, that this might represent a challenge to Bitcoin going forward? If people aren't coming into it thinking, I need this so that the government can't take it, A, and, and B, so that I can ride out any, any economic problems, you know, in, in the future, um, and, I, and I have, you know, a sovereign form of money that is entirely under my control. If they're just coming in for the NGU and they don't take the time to understand what this really is, what do you think that could do? They probably become the seed coiners. And right. uh, they're probably going to lose their value. They're going to be probably swap uh, seed coins in uh, Uniswap or uh, that Binance uh, smart quotation chain, and uh, they're, they're going to probably get uh, rug pulled. So what is going to go, uh, effect is going to have in Bitcoin? None. Bitcoin doesn't care. Bitcoin is there forever. <laughs> it doesn't care, man. It will do, it will do what it, it does. It has that cap. It has that community that uh, the, the holders that uh, hold Bitcoin long term, and uh, it, it doesn't care. Hearing about your your experience there, when people badmouth Bitcoin and idiots talk about it as a bubble and as a, <laughs> a non asset, yeah, they, they are just they're living in and, and ostensibly some of these people are are, are well educated, right? You have. Uh, this professor from from the Cato Institute talking about it being in a bubble since God 2013, right? He's he seems to be you know leading contender for idiot of the year this year with his with his persistent bad takes on on Bitcoin. But is it that they that they're willfully blind to it that they just don't understand the business case because their lives are far too comfortable, or is it is it something else? Because your your story, and there's many many people within Greece who will who will understand you know that who will have lived through that, plus other countries as well. You know, countries that have lived oh, yeah. through inflation, massive inflation, what have you, and seen seen the value of their their life's work and and businesses destroyed. I mean, even now, across you know, businesses have been effectively terminated by government diktat because of this the situation with with COVID. So. Yeah, you know, what do you think it is that, that that these people aren't getting? What it is is that uh, it doesn't matter your uh, level of education. Uh, if you're a Malacca, you're a Malacca. Like, <laughs> like <laughs> yeah, Malacca is a is a, is a word for this for the for the podcast. Like, uh, they're 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 numb and they're numb by their comforts. They're numb by their uh, jobs, and uh, maybe they have uh, another motive. Maybe they have uh, the motives is not aligned with Bitcoin. They 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 want that uh, corrupt kind of uh, system that uh, already exists with uh, fractional reserves and stuff like that. Because 
they profit from it. Yeah. Pretty yeah. simple. Yeah. So you have Buffett talking, calling it rat poison. You have Bill Gates saying he'd short it if he could. You have <laughs> Charlie Munger bad-mouthing it as well. You have people like Christine Lagarde. They're all talking about it negatively, right? Uh, and trying to warn people off, obviously, people like Noriel as well. But you know, on the other hand, we, we, we reference these people because they are notable people, right? They're in the public eye and their words carry influence. But there are others who are in the public eye who are supporting it. And so it is, it's a battle, right? It's a battle for hearts and, hearts and minds. It is an informational battle for sure. You mentioned that, you know, with your experience with Gox and people like Roger Ver, you know, there, there is a, we have public figures who are supporting it today, but you're, you're, you're kind of, your, your story conveys a message. And I think you said yourself that, that we need to be wary of hero worship and idolizing public figures in, in the space. And I think we've, we've seen plenty of people that, that have heroes that have been slayed. Matt Odell talks about, you know, slaying your heroes. We're after the truth, right? And, and if people kind of deviate from the path and kind of evidently become a bad actor, then there is, the community has this autoimmune function that exactly. weeds out those bad actors and, and exposes them, right? But what do you, yeah. how do you see potentially history repeating here? The only, uh, like, uh, infighting and stuff like that with public figures, I think it's going to happen again. I think it's going to happen again when uh, some protocols, maybe about privacy, let's say, uh, get implemented, like Tartwood. I think uh, we're going to see public figures that don't like that, that uh, it's not uh, in their interest, privacy in Bitcoin. Uh, others will uh, join us. I don't know. I'm for privacy. So um, the lesson is that, uh, like in the mining world, in the mining wars back in 2016, with the forks and everything, the plebs are the nodes, man. The plebs are the nodes. Whatever the uh, few public figures might think and want to take control of Bitcoin, they won't be able to do it. That's my belief, at least. Do you see the? the Bitcoin community as sufficiently robust at this point? Do you think there may be, you know, threats that we haven't accounted for or um, given that things seem to, to happen within the public realm and, and, and what we had with the fork wars and, you know, effectively Bitcoin winning out over the, the big blockers? Are you, are you confident that attacks at the kind of social level can, can, be, um, can be avoided going forward? Yeah, I do, I do believe. Uh, I do believe. Like uh, in the end, uh, um, uh, the community uh, comes together and uh, expels those uh, bad uh, public figures uh, from the system. And uh, again, from uh, Bitcoin Jesus, they become Bitcoin Judas. Uh, now, if uh, if if you're asking me if I see something similar to the public figures we have now. Like I don't have enough proof, man, to to know what uh, the, the like uh, I don't know sailor or whoever or whatever is gonna do in the future. But uh, for now, he's a fucking great ambassador. But uh, I will always be wary of public figures trying to um, use Bitcoin for uh, whatever purposes. 
You wear the battle scars, right? <laughs> I guess, I don't know. <laughs> You've already learned that lesson through direct experience, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's why maybe maybe that's why I'm maybe I'm cynical. I don't know, <laughs> but uh, that's my view. Like I'm very wary of people. I think it would be remiss of us to ignore hard evidence of where leading figures have misled in the past, and I think you know, personally speaking, that that is an important lesson that. People need to be mindful of, I think. Mm-hmm. Not least because time after time, people that have been idolised have, have ultimately been slayed. It, it seems to keep happening, right? Yeah, exactly. Don't idolise anybody, man. That's exactly the point. Don't idolise They Like, I don't know, follow the guy, like his tweets. Uh, yeah, for him, good for him. Uh, he seems, uh, most of the public figures seems to understand Bitcoin and they're doing a fucking great job, but um, in the first second that they say something uh, that doesn't make sense to you, say something about it. Like, whoa, what the fuck? What what are you talking about here? You know, like, uh, yeah, I think Bitcoin and the whole community is very, like, I think it's the closest thing to a perfect democracy that we have. So let's let's change gear a little bit here, then, mate. Sure. And uh, and 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 I want to talk about your interest in catamarans. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I've seen your pitches on catamarans; they're pretty compelling. Um, <laughs> yeah. Why should people be interested in catamarans over sing- single hull seagoing? First of all, first of all, you have uh, <laughs> why why join a citadel. When uh, we can each have uh, their own personal catamarans that you have a lot of space, more space than a monohull, you can go around like uh, in the sea world and uh, have a community with catamarans all over the world uh, connecting like uh, little nodes. Like I think uh, catamaran is uh, the citadel version, but decentralized. And I think it's way, way, way better. I envisage quite a few catamaran accidents happening going forward. But, yeah, I mean, you showed me that video of this luxury catamaran. Uh, You don't mind me saying this. It looked like somebody who might have been you talking up how how cool this catamaran was and and the space available. And I've got to admit, I was sold. Uh, I'm not... A fan of seagoing vessels per se. I've never spent much time looking at catamarans, but holy cow, this thing looked like a you know a beautiful floating apartment. Exactly. Yeah, they're they're, they're awesome, man. It has a, a lot of living space, and uh, I don't know. I I have a good connection with uh, the sea and sailing, so uh, that played a part in uh, creating that meme. And uh, yeah. <laughs> it's a thing I think I guess now I'm going to, did you do your national service in the Hellenic Navy uh, no I did it in uh, the army but I used to I used to when I was younger and I had a little time a friend of mine sold, uh, learned me how to to windsurf and stuff like that and I have done a little bit of uh, sailing so when did you get into catamarans <laughs> catamarans like <laughs> catamarans I, I've 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 spent 
many hours on YouTube uh, watching catamarans and uh, vlogs in there. So that meme came out of that, like boredom, pure boredom. Okay. Have you spent time on one? Uh, only for a very short trip, like two days. And are you serious? Are you thinking that that's how you're going to live going forward? Oh, yeah. If, uh, if, uh, <laughs> if, if I can afford it, for sure. Like uh, uh, living on a catamaran uh, here in Greece, especially, it's it's perfect. I'm already right next to the sea, so it's basically the same having your house on, on water. So you can go wherever you want in the summer, have internet with uh, Elon Musk's uh, Skyling, whatever, whatever it's called, and uh, sit post from there, from the catamaran. <laughs> <laughs> that would be perfect, man. <laughs> Oh, um, well, how many islands are there around Greece? It's hundreds or thousands, right? It's, a, it's, it's an abundance of, of islands. We have, we have islands all over the place. Where I, you have so many places that you can visit. Like, uh, I think you need a lifetime to, to visit them all. Have you got any other plebs interested in starting the, the catamaran citadel? <laughs> For now, everybody's like, oh, can I visit? Something like that. <laughs> I, I think you're the first that the saying, uh, you're sincerely uh, thinking about it. So join. Yeah, the all city. right, count, count me in. I'm, I'm going to make a new meme, Catamaran, the decentralized citadels. No, I love it. <laughs> I can see it taking off. It's obviously not safe for hardware wallets, but that's part of the course, right? Yeah, but uh, then you can uh, meme about uh, losing all your keys in a catamaran incident. There you go. Yeah, tragic. I, I can see the headlines already. So how, how long do you, how long away do you think you are from the the catamaran citadel? Nah, I have a I have a way to go. Yeah, <laughs> I have well, a way we'll to see. go. It could be a really big year, right? Yeah, uh, hopefully. Uh, this is uh, like uh, the start, this run, and uh, uh, we're gonna we're gonna have fun in the next year, man. Like I think I really think that uh, FOMO is kicking in, especially in uh, in companies and private companies and big funds, and uh, I think uh, we're gonna see something that uh, we won't uh, believe it. Yeah, you, you've been through enough enough cycles, right? You, you, mm-hmm. well, you've been through several cycles. You've been through, you know, all halvings. Um, so you've seen how the climate has changed within within Bitcoin, and you, you've seen you've been part of the retail money coming in, mm-hmm. and now we've got big institutional money coming in. Do you think that we are destined to to go through cycles like we have before, or do you subscribe to the the idea that we're gonna? at some point hit escape velocity and, and that will be it? Oh, I think uh, uh, that will happen some uh, time, some uh, sometime in the future, but I do think that uh, this circle, circle, cycle will be the same as uh, we've seen, like uh, we're going to pick somewhere, uh, I don't know, over uh, 200 maybe, I think. And uh, we're going to have a maybe a smaller bear market and then slowly do the cycle again. Like, uh, and as I said uh, earlier uh, with, between you and your, and, and, and the guys, the meme guys, the bear markets are actually 
kind of healthy for me. Like, <laughs> I even need them for... First of all, we have better memes in the bear market. We have, <laughs> we have to have another bear market for yeah. that. Um, <laughs> I don't know what it is. I don't know what it is about the price, but we have better memes in the bear market. Yeah. So I think it's healthy to uh, flush out the the holders that uh, are weak, and the bitcoins uh, will go to holders that uh, are more hardcore. It's uh, it's good, I think. So let's let's wrap this up then, mate, and I'll let you get on with the rest of your your weekend. What's left of it? Where can people find you online? Are you just on Twitter? I'm uh, at ICO IC Offender in Twitter, Reddit, YouTube, Instagram. Got it. Okay, so you're keeping all your awesome videos like Hodlers of Bitcoin on YouTube, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're all up there. How do you see the, the means moving forward with, with Strike? How are, you, how are you planning on approaching it in your mind at the moment? Is it going to be a combination? Are you going to focus mainly on videos or what's... Uh, I think uh, my, my main... Uh, my good uh, stuff is on videos when I make the... I, I like making videos more. I know uh, RD does both and uh, Craig does more of... Uh, pictures and uh, I think uh, we're gonna use whatever a strong uh, um, weapons or what's the word uh, we're gonna we have each other we have uh, it's it's of us so uh, yeah uh, let's see how it goes I think uh, it's gonna be awesome okay anything else you want to add no thank you for having me I think uh, community based uh, projects like yours are awesome and uh see you see you on twitter well it's been a thrill to have you mate thank you so much for, for taking the time your command of the english language given that it's your second one is is incredible it's a damn sight better than my greek so thanks for that mate <laughs> and uh, yeah th- thanks so much for uh, agreeing to do this and hopefully we can do it again at some point in the future and check back in and see how things are going my pleasure <laughs>